We are North Rock Church, where we exist to see lives redefined by being filled with life in Christ. From wherever you are listening, we hope you are encouraged by this week's message. We're so excited that we had the opportunity to show y'all how we connect our kids and our students to Jesus through this weekend experience. And one of the ways that we connect our kids to Jesus is through Kids Rock Conference. Now, our elementary kiddos just spent the past week coming and learning all about who the ultimate source is. They had high energy games and worship and powerful messages, but at the end of the day, they were able to connect to their ultimate source. They learned that Jesus is the light of the world. And when they have Jesus living within them, they also have the light. They learned that they can grow and produce that light through prayer and reading his word and coming to Kids Rock and connecting in their small groups to their leaders and their peers and their teachers. We also taught them how to shine their light for all to see. We taught them that they were created with unique gifts and talents, that they were created on purpose for a purpose. And when they serve others with their gifts, then they are shining the light of Jesus onto everyone around them. We also taught them that they can shine the light by being a kind friend through their actions and their worlds. Because how many of y'all know that this world is full of darkness and we need people who can illuminate God's light through their words and their actions, showing kindness and love onto others the way Jesus does. Well, During Kids Rock Conference, we had fire, we had oil lamps, we had headlights. We brought out all of our tricks so that we could truly teach our kids how powerful their ultimate source is. And the fun does not stop at Kids Rock Conference because I have another demonstration and I need all of y'all to help me with it. Now, I'm not going to call any of y'all up here. You're not going to have to do the running man or the whoa, or anything like that. But if you have a phone, you can participate. So Midtown, this is for y'all too. If you have a phone, everyone grab it, pull it out. Don't do anything with it yet. Just take it out. Don't open up Facebook. Don't open up Instagram or the TikToks. Don't learn those dances in church. Just pull it out. All right, the next thing I want you to do is I want you to locate your flashlight. Don't shine it just yet, but locate your flashlight Know where that button is because in just a moment, you're going to press it. So turn it off. If it's on right now, just turn it off. But, but I know that you know where it is, so that's great. Okay, the next thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to start on this side of the room. So Midtown, follow along with me too. I'm going to start on this side of the room. I'm going to point to you, and I'm going to make my way all the way across to the opposite side. But I'm going to go a little bit slowly so that y'all can really get the full effect. And when I get to your section of the room, I want you to shine that flashlight, throw it straight up in the air, because we're going to send a wave of light through this entire auditorium, just like we were doing the wave at a Spurs game or something like that. All right, here we go. You've got your phones. You've got your flashlights. I'm going to count us down. The the house lights are about to dim, and we're going to get started. All right, are you ready? Here we go in three, two, one. You see, this world is full of darkness without Jesus. But when we're connected to the ultimate source and when we're connected to his word and his teaching and we're serving others with our unique gifts and talents, we're able to 
illuminate the light of Jesus onto everyone around us. The one true light that can truly drown out the darkness. There it is. Yeah, that was incredible. Thank you all so much for participating. Thank you, Midtown. And hey, let's give it up for our student pastor, Pastor Chris, as he brings the word. Thanks, Pastor Jackie. Y'all give it up for Pastor Jackie and our incredible Kids Rock team. We came up uh, for the last day of conference on Friday night, and uh, it was just so cool to see all the kids there and parents uh, having a good time and, and the Kids Rock team. And um, I had no, like, reason to be there. I was too old to be in there. I was trying to walk my son to do everything, and I ended up being the one wanting to jump in the foam pit and do all the cool stuff. But uh, it was such a cool thing. And, and I want to share this real quick. Um, just the, the impact, because I'm so thankful to be at a church with a kids pastor who is so intentional about leading our kids to Jesus every weekend. Last night, um, we got home after service, and I was putting my daughter down, and I walk out, and my son is sitting in the floor with his little storybook Bible, and I said, hey, bud, what are you doing? And he said, I'm having my quiet time, and he's four, y'all. He's four years old, and I just thought that was the coolest thing. So again, Pastor Jackie, your team, y'all, thank y'all so much for loving our kiddos so well and leading them to Jesus. Well, as she said, my name is Chris. I have the honor of being the student pastor here at North Rock Church. Shout out to all of our North Rock students and our student team. Love the fam. You guys are awesome. Uh, we love what we get to do here. We're truly watching God uh, redefine a generation every time that we gather here at North Rock, and it's so great. And I want to say a special welcome down at Midtown. Shout out Midtown Campus. Hey, Stone Up, can we give them some love? Midtown and all of our online people, thank you so much for joining us and, and being here with us. So thankful for you guys as well. Um, and I wanted to introduce my family real quick. I have a picture of them. I wanted to show you my beautiful wife and two kids. It's my wife, Micah, our daughter, Essie, and my son, Levi. If y'all wanna know about God's goodness, that goober got that beautiful family. That's all I gotta say. So that's how you know God is good. Look, getting a beautiful family like that. And uh, I'm just so thankful that God has us here at North Rock, and we love what we get to do. And I wanted to plug in real quick our rally nights tonight. We're doing this next-gen takeover. And if you're a student 6th through 12th grade, parents of students 6th through 12th grade, tonight, everybody say tonight. Tonight at 5.30, we have rally night. It's nothing we've ever done before. It's going to be an incredible night. So get to the house. It's going to be so much fun. Um, there's free canes. That's all I got to say. And every time they show up running. So just be here tonight at 5.30. It's going to be a blast. And we're going to have so much fun. We're talking about being connected. And that's what your kids have learned in the Kids Rock Conference this week. And I, there's a verse, there's a couple of verses I wanted to share that we're going to stay in today. Um, in John 15, and I'm going to go ahead and kick this off. John 15, verse 4 through 9. Jesus says, remain in me and I will remain in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit by itself without remaining in the vine, neither can you bear fruit producing evidence of your faith unless you remain in me. I'm the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit. For otherwise, apart from me, that is cut off from union with me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown out like a broken off branch and withers and dies. And they gather those and throw them into the fire and they are burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, that is if we are vitally united and my message lives in your heart, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified and honored by this when you bear much fruit and prove yourselves to be my true disciples. I have loved you just as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love and do not doubt my love for you. I love these verses. I love the imagery of the branches 
and being connected to him, that apart from him, we can do nothing. We have to stay connected. And I just love that picture of, uh, of branches. Um, and it, I have a little story to share about that because, um, you know, growing up, I used to watch my dad. He was always really good at landscaping at our house. He always made the yard look really good. And it was just such a, a cool thing to watch him do. And I thought it was just this thing that happened. Like when you get married as a husband, you just all of a sudden know things like, you know what you're supposed to do. You know just how to do certain things certain ways. Um, and so we bought a house last year during the pandemic. Like, the world shut down, and we decided to buy a house. I don't know. It was crazy. But um, so we bought a house, and we have this magnolia tree in the front of our house. See, I do know some things. I know a tree. So um, we have this tree in the front. And this tree, you know, it's not like a normal tree where, you know, it grows towards the sun the branches of this tree decided to grow every other way than it's what's supposed to do. And so it's got these branches and it looks like it's doing a weird little dance all the time, but they grow in all these ways. And so every time that I cut the yard and y'all who have push mowers, you can feel my pain here. You kind of are just mowing along and you just zone out because you're just trying to get this thing done. And it, it never fails. Every time I would mow my yard, this tree would about knock me unconscious every single time because the branches are just in the way. It, it never fails. I would turn the corner and wake up next Tuesday having no idea what just happened. It never failed this tree. And so one day, I remember, I'm going to take care of this tree, right? I'm going to get out there. I'm going to knock out this tree. I'm going to cut off these branches. I'm going to make it look good, y'all. I've been married six years. I know you don't just do things, right? You got to make it look good. You got to make sure the wife knows what's going on. And so I got out there. I don't even know like what I use. I went and got the tools. I don't know what they're called to cut. I don't know. I'm a millennial, y'all. Help me out. There's like these tools you use to do things with trees. And so I get out there and I work on this tree. And to this day, it never fails. Every time my wife walks out the front door, there's just this understood silent conversation that happens between me and my wife. She just walks out and she just goes, it looks like a box surgery in our front yard. Like, what did you do? So uh, yeah, it never fails now. Every time that we, we see that tree. I just have this like shame and guilt that happens every single time. And now I'm not allowed to touch those tools anymore. So, but here's the thing. What I didn't know is when you're pruning, when you're cutting things back, if you don't cut it off from the source, it continues to grow back. If you don't cut it off, if you cut it right in the middle, it's going to continue to grow back. You have to cut it right at the source because as long as the branches are connected to the source, it's going to continue to grow. And I think that's such a great picture of being connected to Jesus because it's so important for us to stay connected to Jesus. It's so important to stay connected. As long as we are connected to our source, we can never be cut off. As long as we stay connected to the source, to the ultimate source of Jesus, we can never truly be cut off. No matter how hard the world and the enemy tries to cut us, it's so important to be connected. And I love those verses. I believe the weight of what Jesus is saying here. If you remain in me, you stay connected to me, I'm going to remain in you, and I'm going to continue to grow things in you throughout your life. And your kids have been learning that this whole week in this conference. They've been learning about being connected to the ultimate source. Their verse this week was Matthew 5, 14, and it says this, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. You are the light of the world, staying connected to the ultimate source, staying connected and staying plugged in. I have this lamp at home. It's not this one. Uh, my lamp at home is so broke that if I move it, it just falls apart. So I had to borrow this one, but I have this lamp at home and it's nothing special. Like it's not a lamp that got passed down from generation to generation. Um, it's not like the first thing we bought when we got married. No, that was peanut butter. Cause when you get married, you're just trying to survive. So, uh, it, it's just this lamp that we have in our living room and we only use it when people come over and we're sitting in the living room or, um, you know, when I'm trying to go downstairs late at night to get something for our kids. But even though it's just a lamp, y'all, and I mean this when I say it, 
Nothing in the world causes me more frustration than that lamp. Nothing in the world causes me more frustration than that lamp. And I know what you're thinking, like this dude's crazy. It's just a lamp. And you're right. It's just a lamp when it's doing what it's supposed to do. But when it's not doing its job, it is a pawn from Satan to trip me up and make me angry and ruin my day because it never fails. Anytime I have to go downstairs and it's dark, I go to get this lamp and somehow this lamp has a habit of becoming unplugged. I don't know how. I don't know who does it. I'm not going to point fingers. That's going to get me in trouble. But this lamp gets unplugged every single time. And every time that I try to use it, my pinky toe finds the sharpest corner of the couch every single time. Never fails. It never fails. Or like if I'm going down, I need to go down in the kitchen to get something. For some reason, the lamp doesn't work. And also there's this random chair sitting in the middle of the kitchen. I don't know who pulled it out. And I'm doing a somersault over the chair. I'm on the ground. Don't even remember what I'm down there for. I'm just laying in pitch black, frustrated because the lamp got unplugged one more time. It can't do what it's supposed to do because it's no longer plugged in because somebody unplugged it to put their computer charger or their phone charger. Again, not saying names, not saying names. My pinky toe will tell you who it is, though, because it's all purple and swollen still. But nothing caused me more frustration because the lamp is now useless. It can't do what it was supposed to do because it's been unplugged, because it's no longer connected to the source to allow it to do what it's supposed to do. It's so important to stay connected. Let me clear this up for you. How many of us are trying to go through life and do what we're supposed to do without first being connected to God? How many of us are going through our lives trying to do our jobs, trying to have a healthy marriage, trying to be the best parents that we, can de- that we can be without first being connected to God. Midtown, how many of us, how many of us parents are trying so hard to be incredible parents when we're not first connecting to the Heavenly Father first? How are we supposed to lead our kids and show them the way that God has called them to live when we're not even feeling that for ourselves? Spouses, how are we supposed to love the one that God brought us to when we're not first connected to him? How are we supposed to have a healthy and fruitful marriage? We're not first connecting to the one who brought us together in the first place. Let me ask you this. How many of you are here this morning and you've been doing this church thing for a long time online? How many of you guys have been tuning in every single weekend? Maybe you're signing up for every team. You're doing every single small group and nothing's changing. You're feeling the same way you were when you first started. It's because this has become a checklist for us. We're just doing what we're supposed to do. Let me just show up for church. Let me just join a couple small groups. Let me just sign up for some teams. And yet nothing is happening because we're not first connected to the ultimate source. We're sitting here spinning our wheels and we're going and going and going, hoping eventually something's going to happen. Some light is going to turn on. But it never will if we're first not connected to the source. When we're not connected to God first and foremost. You know, in ministry, um, I get to watch people every single weekend. One of my favorite things about my job, why I love it so much, and why I truly believe I have the greatest job in the world, is I get to watch teenagers connect to Jesus every single weekend. I get to watch teenagers connect to God on rally nights, and small groups, and camps, and things like that. And it is just, I don't have words for how incredible it is to watch them truly fall in love with Jesus. We have a saying in North Rock students, that following Jesus is not a one-time decision, but a lifelong relationship. And that's what we teach them every single time. And I love watching that. It's so incredible to watch God just move in a 13-year-old, in a 15-year-old, in an 18-year-old getting ready to go to college. It's so incredible to watch God do things in their life. But in ministry, we also have to watch people walk away from God every single week. We watch people 
who have just been doing a checklist. They've just been coming in and out, hoping something would change without first getting connected. Or maybe they did get connected, but they've allowed life. They've allowed circumstances, broken relationships, broken marriages, divorces. They've allowed loss or grief or bad experiences to unplug them from God. And they got burned out and just walked away. It is so important for us to first and foremost remain in him, to be connected to God, to be connected to our ultimate source. I want to bring up verse four and verse five one more time of John 15. Jesus says, if you remain in me, I will remain in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit by itself without remaining in the vine, neither can you bear fruit producing evidence of your faith unless you remain in me. I'm the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. For otherwise, apart from me, when you're cut off from vital union for me, you can do nothing. We have to stay connected. And real quick, I wanted to share four things that happen when we stay connected to Jesus. Online, I want you to put these in the chat. Midtown here at Stonehenge, I want you to write these down because I truly believe this is gonna help you stay connected for the long run to Jesus. The first thing that happens when we stay connected to Jesus is that he remains with us. When we stay connected to Jesus, he remains with us. In verse four, he says, remain in me. Here's the next part. And I will remain in you. If you remain with me, if you stay connected with me, I'm gonna stay with you. That word remain means to continue to exist, especially after other similar, similar or related people or things have ceased to exist. That word in the Greek is menio, and it just means to stay. Just stay. Just stay with me. Listen, life's gonna happen, but stay with me. Relationships are gonna end, stay with me. Hardships are gonna come up. You're gonna lose people, whether in death or circumstances. People are gonna walk away from you. People are gonna hurt you. Stay with me. Don't tune me out. Don't unplug yourself. Stay with me. Stay connected because when you stay with me, I promise you, I'm gonna stay with you. I'm gonna stick with you. Jesus tells us again in Matthew 20. 8, verse 19 and 20, the Great Commission. He says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. When you stay connected to Jesus, he will stay with you. He will remain with you. When everyone else walks away, you can, you can know Jesus will stay right there with you. When you remain in him, he will remain in us. The second thing that happens when we stay connected to Jesus is we're able to bear fruit. When we stay connected to Jesus, we're able to bear fruit. In verse five, he says, I'm the vine, you're the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. Bear much fruit. There's this life that Jesus wants you to live in. John 10, 10, he says, I came that you can have life and life abundant that life that he wants to have, these things that he wants to give, give us, that he wants to come to fruition in our lives, these incredible things that God wants us to live through and to have in our lives. And it's so easy to tell when we're not connected to Jesus. And, and you can see this. I want you to real quick, think about the last time somebody cut you off in traffic. What's the first thing that came to your mind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to tell me. No, no, no. You don't have to tell me. Online, don't tell me. Midtown, just think about it. Were you connected or were you not? Was that from you or was that from Jesus? When, we con when we're connected to Jesus, we can bear fruit. And this fruit that Jesus wants to have in Galatians 5, Paul tells us. He tells us the first part. He says, this is what happens when you're not connected because the acts of the flesh are obvious. 
sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions and factions, envy, drunkenness and wild parties, and the like. And I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But here's the fruit that comes when we're connected to Jesus in verse 22. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. These are the things that we get when we stay connected to Jesus. These are the things that will come up in your day, in your conversations, in your thoughts, and in your actions when you're connected to Jesus. And if you're wanting that to happen more, you've got to stay connected to him. And real quick, I wanted to give you a practical way that you can do that. This Tuesday morning at 7 a.m., get to the house for Tuesday morning prayer. This Tuesday morning, get here. Start your day off with him and then see what happens the rest of your day. See what fruit comes from that the rest of the day. See what happens in your conversation. See what happens when things don't go your way. See what you respond with when you're connected to Jesus versus when you're trying to do things on your own. When we stay connected to him, we're able to bear fruit. The third thing that happens when we stay connected to Jesus is that we have access to his word. We have access to his word. Another way I like to say is that we have access to truth. We have access to truth when we stay connected to Jesus. Truth nowadays is more or less opinion. Truth nowadays changes every single day. Truth nowadays is just, well, this popular person said it, this celebrity, this is the popular opinion. This is what gets me the less amount of clashing with people. So this is what I'm going to stand on is truth. And it changes every single day. Y'all have been following Jesus for 10 years. His word never changes. That's because truth doesn't change. When you stay connected to Jesus, you have his word. You have truth. And that's so important because life is getting crazy, y'all. It's been crazy. Just living life is crazy enough. And the world we're living in right now, we need truth to stand on. We need truth so we can navigate through whatever the enemy's trying to throw at us, whatever people want to throw at us. I'm so thankful for, for Kids Rock and for North Rock students, places where our students and our kids are learning to stand on that truth at such young ages. We need truth. Having the word, having truth gives us access to living the life that God has called us to live. John 15, seven, Jesus says this, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, when we're vitally united and my message lives in our heart, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you because you're aligned with me. You're aligned with my truth. You're aligned with the word that I put in your heart, the word that will never change and never leave you stranded. When we stay connected to Jesus, we have access to the word. And the last thing, when we stay connected to Jesus, is we experience and live in real love. We experience and live in real love. John 15, nine, Jesus said, I've loved you just as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love and do not doubt my love for you. There's two, there's two events in my life that I know I'll never forget, no matter how old and crazy my mind gets. There's two things I'll never forget. And it's both of the times where my kids were born, in 2016 and then again in 2020. And I'll never forget when the doctor placed my son in my arms and when the doctor placed my daughter in my arms. And there's just this thing that happens and I can't explain it, but it's this love that you just didn't even know you could have. And I know all the dads in the room, you can speak to this as well. It's this love that comes over you and you're looking at them and and they're, I guess, looking at you. I don't know if they can see you, but you know, you're looking at them and it's just this beautiful thing. And in that moment, 
there's just this love from a father. And both times when that happened in my mind, I just knew, man, this is how God loves us. The love of a father that looks at his kids every single day is just so overwhelmed with you. Listen, I don't know how you came in here. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know experiences you've had. I don't know you're standing with God right now, but I wanna tell you, he's looking at you the same way a father looks at his kid. He's looking at you right now. And Jesus is saying in this verse, the way that God loves his kids is the same way that I love you. But instead of just telling us, instead of just telling us that, he showed us that by going to the cross. When you stay connected to Jesus, you can experience and live in that real love. And we need God's love to get through this world. With so much hate and so much anger and frustration, we need to know that we are loved. We need to know that we are adored. We need to know that no matter what happens, God will never take his eyes off of us. No matter what happens, he will never turn away because a father loves his kids. When you stay connected to Jesus, you get to experience and live in that real love. Y'all, it's so important to stay connected to Jesus. It's so important not to just to do life on our own and try to live this life and try to do the things that God's called us to do on our own. We have to stay connected. We have to first be connected so that we can remain in him. And I wanna give you the opportunity this morning. So I'm gonna ask if you're in the building, everyone at Midtown and everybody online, will you just bow your heads for me real quick? Just bow your heads right where you're at. Don't worry about who's next to you. Don't worry about what's going on the rest of the day. I know lunch is coming. Just focus for just a moment. Online and and Midtown, I'm gonna ask you to join us in this too. You might be here this morning and, and you've talked about God, you know about God. But I wanna ask you, are you truly connected to him? Are you truly connected to him to have a real relationship with him? Or have you been going about this thing all by yourself and now you're here frustrated and hurt, angry at the world, lost, confused? I wanna give you a chance to change that. If you're here this morning and you wanna get connected, if you're here this morning and you wanna finally take that step and say yes to Jesus, if you wanna get connected to the ultimate source to be able to remain in the life that he has called you to live. I'm gonna ask you right where you're at, Midtown, here at Stone Oak and online, if you'll just lift your hand right where you're at. Nobody's looking, this is between you and God. Just lift your hand right up in the air, right where you're at, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Midtown, I'm gonna ask you to do the same thing. Just lift your hand up right where you're at. Online, if that's you, if you'll just put a hand raise emoji, one of our team will will get out to you. I'm gonna give it just one more second. If that's you this morning and you wanna say yes, just lift your hand up. Thank you, you can put your hands down. Thank you so much. I'm gonna say a prayer, and and if you just raise your hands, I'm gonna ask you to say this prayer in your own words. God, thank you for today. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you for loving us, God. Thank you for sending your son to die for us so that we can stay connected to the ultimate source, God. God, for those who just raised their hands, I'm praying right now that you would just embrace them. You would remind them that this is not just a, a one step, but God, this is a lifelong relationship that they are starting. And I pray that you would remind them every single day that you are going to remain with them through this life, God. You are for them, you are with them, you have incredible things planned for them, God. And right now they're saying yes to making your son their Lord and Savior. 
we thank you for that, Jesus. I thank you for those who are here today. I thank you that you've spoken to us, God, that you have reminded us things, and I pray that they would not be easily forgotten as we go out and start our week. Jesus, we love you. We give you all the praise and all the glory in your name. Amen and amen. Hey, can we give it up for all those who made that decision to follow Jesus today?